What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Praise Podcast. It is Martin Luther King Day, and uh, we are hanging out in the Praise Podcast studio with uh, the first episode, the brand new season of the Praise Podcast. That's right. Today marks season two, Brooke, season two of the Praise Podcast. The, uh, the network you know, they re-signed us. They uh, they brought us back for season two. They said if it weren't for the people that like you, we wouldn't have. Right, yeah. and it Actually, helps they we, didn't say that, but I'm sure. <laughs> it kind of helps that we are the network. But yeah, as well, hilarious. they said, no, you're coming back for season two. So here we are. Yep. This is season two. Go. And honestly, I'll, I'll be real with you. I've never really done seasons. So yeah. I have no idea how this will show up in the like in their feed. But I guess you can mm-hmm. just probably click like, if you want to go back and listen to season one in its entirety. So mm-hmm. if like, if you're just stopping in and you are joining the praise podcast for the first time, then there's a whole season. Like this is like Netflix. You can go binge a whole season one and then join us in season two. But today marks uh, a new season, a new chapter, a new day in the praise podcast. And we are thankful to be here. We're thankful for all of you that listen and join us. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a good, it's a good time being a part of the Praise Podcast family. So for those of you that have been with us for a while, welcome back. It's good to have you with us. For those of you that are brand new, welcome to the Praise Podcast family. We're excited to have you join. There is a little bit of responsibility, Brooke, that comes with being a part of the Praise Podcast family. Do you know what that is? Do you know what that responsibility is? I bet they do by now too. I don't know. They might, they might not. The main responsibility is one, one, to just listen and hang out with us, which you all do so well. The next thing is, though, please share these podcasts. Like, share it on your social media. Share it directly with somebody that might need or want to hear it. We always appreciate that. And, of course, if you leave a rating and review, that helps this podcast get seen. I don't know how algorithms work and all that fancy stuff, but I do know the more ratings, reviews, likes, and shares that we get, it just helps get the word out. And if you know what we're talking about, then you know uh, that we're really just talking about God and we want more people to hear about him, come into a relationship with him. And so, yeah, that's what uh, we do. That's what we talk about on this podcast. So when you like, rate, share, all that stuff. It just helps more people hear it. So we appreciate you joining in on your homework, on your responsibility. Brooke, she's a former teacher. She's real big on homework. She was actually making Noah turn in some of his homework today. They were like, she was checking on some stuff there. Mm-hmm. Why is why is Noah turning in homework to you, Brooke? Are we really going to talk about it? Yeah, because oh, we're growing ever closer by I mean, by the minute, by the I day. Know, I know. Yeah. So it's kind of like maternity leave feels like an eternity leave. <laughs> like Tell I, me about it. Yeah. Like I just, I, I mean, I'm so, yeah, have you ever just like known a new season obviously is coming, which I mean, granted with the newborn it is, but I feel like spiritually, like I'm, the Lord is readying my heart um, for just a new season of who even knows what. And so um, I just, I'm some of it I'm a little like apprehensive towards because it's going to be painful and coming out of a wilderness season and in such a way that's glorious. But what I feel like is going to enter in into another like really dependable season on the Lord, like I'm thankful for, but I'm intimidated by mm-hmm. it, you know? And so anyways, yeah, we've just been preparing um, for um, a quarter essentially of me, um, being kind of MIA and, um, just trusting the Lord and what that timing looks like and what my level of involvement looks like for a minute. And, um, then trusting him too, because I've said from the beginning, there's literally nothing about, um, well, how do I word this? I love knowing that I can be gone and there are things that everything can still happen. Mm-hmm. Like things do or do not happen like in this ministry because of my involvement in them. The Lord will have his way with this church. And so it has brought a great level of comfort that he's provided Noah to um, kind of, I mean, honestly take in such a huge part of what I'm doing. Um, and so anyways, that's been a great comfort, but Noah's been in great and he's fresh mm-hmm. and new and he's young. So he needs a little bit of the rain sometimes, but I enjoy that. Like yeah. my teacher heart 
thrives on like, we'll get you where you need to be, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but he's been so helpful. And um, yeah, we've made, what was the original question? A list? What were you talking about? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Really, just you're, you're Sorry. leaving me. So. Sorry. Yeah. I'm leaving you for a minute. And yeah. um, Noah's taking my place for a minute. And um, we, yes, we, my teacher heart has been really happy to like make my sub extended sub plans for him. But like this week was the first week that I was like, okay, Noah, like act like I'm not here. Like, or can you do what you need to do to make sure Eric is happy? (laughs) So anyways, we learned um, halfway through the week that we we need a checklist. (laughs) And so we made a checklist and it's been great, but he's awesome. So anyways, it'll be a weird season, but it'll be so good still. Brooke is basically like, she's, I guess, whatever, like nesting at work would look like that's like what you're doing and she's been Mm -hmm. very much encouraging me so we moved offices like a year ago and has it been that long already yeah we've been in those offices for a year and I've like yet to actually like I got into my office but I never really did anything with my office yes like you know just hanging anything actually wow you really have for a year like not done it you're that's crazy one of my tasks Brooke has given me like Mm -hmm. I have to do something to get my office in order mm-hmm. one time a day yeah. to get it to where it yeah. like resembles a safe place, I guess, <laughs> well, a non-chaotic like, place. <laughs> yeah, like bring organization to yeah. your office and so, get it in place where it feels good for you yeah. to be because you really have said for so long, I'm like baffled that it's been a year because we've really been talking about this and not mm-hmm. doing anything about it for a year, no. which is really sad, but yeah. um, you really have talked about it for like day one of like, oh yeah, I got to get in here when I get some time and just like get everything organized and get it how I need it to be and whatever. Yeah. And like the most you did was order furniture that you really don't even like love. And no. so yeah. <laughs> like it's just been a thing that you've like put on the back burner for I guess a year now mm-hmm. but yeah we d- you hung up some of your Michigan stuff I did it looks really good yeah I have stuff on my walls now yeah so yeah that's uh that's good it's There's, gonna be good especially when we go get you a whiteboard that's gonna be the day I need a whiteboard and I need a lamp yeah because I don't like light in my office overhead light I'm yeah. very anti over you are anti-light at all except for the light of the Lord yes that's it. the real yes the light of <laughs> the light of the day that yes. comes in through the windows yeah, is it. the only light I really prefer yeah which but, it's I mean we can say natural light but like there are a lot of days especially in the winter it's like it's dark in here yeah. like there is no natural light <laughs> yeah. Brooks office is bright it's warm uh, it smells my good. office is dark and it's cold but and your office also smells good so yeah, I can't say I do that have candles that's anyways. part of my life Anyways, yeah, anywho. so we've been, uh, yeah, we've, we've, been we've started out, we've been nesting, <laughs> we've been nesting here at the church, getting, That's getting crazy. ready for, for all that. Yeah. And so it is, uh, let's see today as we record this podcast, 32 weeks, right? Yeah. But like when they listen to it, like it's still, this You're episode won't release like for like two more weeks yeah. so or like a be, week or something. Right. You'll be like 13. full on waddle. You'll be waddling. Yeah. Well, like as of like this moment right now, what day is it? January 6th? Sixth. Yeah, when we're recording this, it's January sixth. It's releasing on Martin Luther King Day, which is like mm-hmm. a, a week from now, whatever. Yeah. But anyways, um, as of today, tonight, like at this moment, um, I'm 32 weeks to the day pregnant, and um, we will have a scheduled C-section just for my safety and Nolan's safety. Um, but he will not do that past the 39 week mark, so that's February 24th. So seven weeks. Or less, and he will be here, which is mm-hmm. just absolutely February wild. 6th. February 6th. If he asks me, I'm going to say, hey, are you free? Yeah, free <laughs> February, February 6th. 6th. Just saying, I've, I've, from the moment, from the moment, it's, mm-hmm. I just know that Nolan and I are going to be birthday buddies. It's going to be great. Everybody can, whatever, but yep. it's going to happen. It's so, be so cool. So here on the Praise Podcast, mm-hmm. uh, we like to do a thing called Song Spotlight, and we are going to yeah. continue that into 2023. Mm-hmm. And basically, this is just where Brooke and I say, hey, here's a song that we have been listening to a whole bunch recently, and we think that you should too. So for whatever reason, there's a real possibility that Brooke and I could have the same song here. And I don't know, I don't know why, but I don't think we do, but we could. So mm-hmm. being nice and kind, knowing she's <laughs> you know, could pop at any moment. <laughs> I'm going to allow Brooke to give you, her song first in just, case. I was going to say, you just said, I'm going to go first. Then, no, that's not I decided to be nice. You so, are nice. Yeah. Well, it's one of those song? things that I'm like, I don't think it's a song that you are like, if it is the same one, it's not a song that you would say because you just like love it right now, but you would because it's new and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm going to say the dove. 
Mm. No, that's not it. Was it not? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Not so my song is the dove, yeah. and it released like a week ago or so. And of course, the belonging company. I love them. We love mm. them. Um, not like we know any of them personally, but we're big fans um, of yeah. their ministry and their worship. And and truly, well, and I'll I'll say that in a minute because it kind of goes after this. But Carrie Job, obviously, anybody who knows me knows that I just love her and her heart and her example she sets for. Um, leading worship and all the things and just being very sensitive to the Holy Spirit um, and obedient. Um, But she leads this song called The Dove. And what's funny is I truly had like four or five people message me the day this song came out, acting like I didn't know this song came out because they're like, hey, this new song came out by Carrie Job. And I'm like, listen, if it's by Carrie Job, I already, I I know about it already. (laughs) I do appreciate the people that are like, I just assume that like, if I don't show Eric this song, he'll never hear about it. <laughs> well, no. they were, it, no, it was funny. My favorite one was, I think both, okay, my friend Kurt, or, well, you know, obviously Kurt, and then um, Josh, Josh Rob, they both um, were two people that did text me about it. And like, I was like, listen, I've been counting down the days since she teased it. So um, anyways, but it's really good. And um, again, I always like to um, read some lyrics from it. Um, that I think, you know, or the songs that I pick that I think are powerful. But um, just the, it says, Holy Spirit, the truth, the living water, all we need is more of you. We want more of you. Holy Spirit, the helper and the healer, all we need is more of you. We want more of you. Um, and then it just, the song's so cool because it literally is just declaring who he is, a little bit of like the gospel story and the verses leading up to the chorus or whatever, which is cool how they wrote that. But just the need um, for the Holy Spirit. Um, is so important and um, the desire and and just to be at a place where we're calling and we're asking for more. um, I just, I mean, I love this song because of that and the Holy Spirit is so important. Um, Yeah, but what I was going to say is this song reminded me of a song that we wrote um, and we released last year in March for KEP Conference um, and it was more. And um, essentially, Eli took on that project or whatever for the conference releasing that song. But I just thought that was the kind of the thing I was going to say a minute ago was, LOL, that, (laughs) you know, I say so much all the time that I love the heart behind their lyrics and their worship and the bold things that they say. Because truly, like, it's so unified with people who are unified in Holy Spirit of what we hear and what he's doing and what we're seeing in the Capital C Church. And so when they put the work he's doing in a song and you're like, come on. Yeah. Like we're there. We're with you. We've seen it. We're whatever. It just made you feel really good that we're like, yeah, like that, that was our prayer. And that was our, you know, like declaration, even like a year ago Mm -hmm. of when he was really like, we were really allowing him to start to do the work he needed to do in us. And so anyways, I'll stop blabbing about it, but I just thought that was funny. I thought that was cool. No, it's it's a good one. Yeah. So the dev by Carrie Job, it won't belong in code. Featuring Carrie Joe, but yeah. really it should be Carrie Joe featuring Blanco. You know, but. and honestly, that's kind of the first song that, like, like since she became Mama Carrie, she is not really like it's kind of been the Cody show, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of the first song that in a while that's been kind yeah. Of hers. I mean, truly, I was gonna say like because she did the blessing with Cody, yeah. You know, but Cody's, even since then, kind of they've kind of shifted. There, Cody her, might it might be when he might her? actually be Cody Carnes now. He might not be Cody Job anymore. <laughs> yeah, he might he, have earned his own <laughs> last name back. He, I bet he did. Yeah. But when is yeah? He's great. Um, what a duo. But what was gosh? She what was her the last album she she released? When was that? It was. was it would have been like, like a year ago. It was that like. Um, and it was like a live recording. Heaven is whatever. I don't remember. Yeah, but it's all the one of, with. Uh, yeah, we'd have to look it up. I'm gonna look it up right now. But since then, you're right. Like, I mean, she really hasn't released um, much. But I'm so glad when it comes because yeah. I think she's great. Okay. So, well, the Dove. You should listen to that one. Yeah, Carrie Job. Mine is from a group which I think I've had a couple PS of their songs. Twenty twenty. What is it? The 2020. Heard the Blessing album. Oh. The live recording. Oh, that's what it was. The Blessing. It, yeah, it was yeah. the live recording. There you go. Okay, sorry. Anyways, go ahead. Um, it's by Sons the Band, which I was uh, um, directed towards by Lucas. So shout out to Lucas for um, a good find there. But uh, they released a song called My Offering. And it is um, it's a good one. It's right up my alley as far as lyrically. Um but yeah, I think it just that song really 
really connects well. Um, kind of the the first verse, it just, I don't know. I always like songs when I think like I like these are words that I would write mm-hmm. down or like, yeah. you know, that just kind of are where you're at. But um, verse one, humbly I come and offer my best to you. I know it's not much, but I've saved it just for you. I uh, don't want to miss a moment. I won't let it pass me by. And then the chorus is, let it be worship, holy, pleasing to you. Let the oil of affection fill up this room. Everything I have, mm. I lay it at your feet. This is my offering. Mm. And so, um, and it goes to that. But yeah, just kind of one of those songs of, I don't know, right now, and has been for a while, just that idea of, you know, mm-hmm. I think a realization of, in the grand scheme of things, how little we actually do have to offer, but right. in the end, like giving all of whatever we have to offer is still like enough. Mm-hmm. And he's good with that. And for he sure. wants that. Yeah. And for so sure. my offering, Sons the Band, you should check it out. That's good. I will, because again, I don't know that song. But I did. What's a song a few weeks ago you talked about? Um, Yeshua? Yeah. I listened to it. That was one of my radio songs. I'm yeah. a big radio guy now. Yeah, you know? I did listen to it, and yeah. it was good. You yeah. did good. Yeah. yeah. That was, I like that. I wonder if people actually listen to the songs we talk about. I don't know. I think some people do. Some people tell me, because I know some people are like, you should put a little bit of that song. And I'm like, well, one, that would take more work, and two, like, <laughs> that's like a whole copyright thing, I think, and all kinds of stuff. So yeah. it's just easier to say, why don't you just go... Listen like, to it, yeah. Why don't you just be a big boy and girl and go look up the song on your own? Like, I Oh, I had to, to do that. Yeah. Boo. Yeah, you know, like, don't... Like, we can only do so much. Like, I can only hand feed you so much that's here, hilarious. right? Just listen to the song oh on your gosh. own, in your time. Uh, but, well, speaking of hand feeding... Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about today's episode. What a, what a transition. Yeah. Brooke, why don't you, uh, honestly, it so often does. So, and we, we say this a lot, but I like to reiterate just in case this is the first. So oftentimes what happens is Brooke and I will be like, hey, we need to podcast. We don't really totally know what, but something will generally happen in one of our lives. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like, all right, we need to go. We need to go have a conversation about this. Mm-hmm. It acts as free counseling. Right. Sometimes generally, too. this is more for Brooke and I. This is literally that, like, we're going to go have this conversation. Yeah. And it's really more to just counsel one one another. Mm-hmm. But we're like, you know, there's probably other people that are that are sitting there thinking, like, man, I'm dealing with that same thing. So really, we just go have that conversation with microphones and we record it and mm-hmm. we put it out there. So I mean, like, yeah. this is literally a conversation that we've said. Let's have this conversation, but we have not had this conversation yet. So I right. mean, like as we have this conversation, it is literally playing out live <laughs> to your ears. Like yeah. so, um, talk about being authentic. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> and mean, so those of you that listen, you know that we may start somewhere and we may end somewhere totally different. Um, but but it really is when we talk about. I mean, when we say like you know this is just us sitting down having conversations mm-hmm. we would have whether you all were listening or not. It's a hundred percent what what is happening. We just say other people might benefit from yeah. this conversation. So mm-hmm. let's do it and let's record it and we'll put it out there. Somebody listens, great. If not, whatever. Yeah. But uh but yeah, so Brooke brought up a topic, um, you know, with it being Martin Luther King Jr. Day and uh, just some other things. She brought up a, a topic that we thought, you know what, this would be just a good thing to talk about. So Give it to us, Brooke. Yeah. So lately, the Lord has been um, teaching me kind of about um, advocacy and, and truly just speaking from the place of the foster care world. Hayden and I are foster parents of three beautiful children, and um, we've had them for a year and a half. It'll be two years of April, so over a year and a half, but... Um, you know, we have had to walk this line with the Lord, and foster care is a, a beast. And anybody who's a part of it knows that I say that very lightly when I just say it's a beast. <laughs> you know, like it is a wild world and it's so complex, it's so layered. Sometimes it gets a lot of things right, and sometimes it gets a lot of things wrong. And, you know, not only just being a person who loves children and who wants to help, but like a Christian, you know? And so I think that really changes the expectation. It changes how you walk it. It changes how you pray. It changes how you advocate. And so through our time as foster parents, we really had to do a lot of hard work to make sure that we're staying in the right place and operating from a place um, 
that would be pleasing to the Lord, and that's pure of heart, not out of our flesh, which is so easy to do when we're talking about injustice in general, but especially for me, injustice done to children. And um, so he's been working on my heart a lot about that and um, really teaching me. He, he's, he's taught me so much about truly like this maturity, like the spiritual maturity of when we advocate for the things that uh, we'll advocate to bring justice to an unjust system or situation or circumstance, um, whether it be personal, whether it be in foster care, whether it be with race, whether it be religion, whether it be whatever, like injustice is everywhere. And so I think though the calming or like the, just the foundation of it is like, what is your heart posture? Um, is it biblical? Is it pleasing to the Lord? Like, and how are you handling it? Like, and are you trusting the Lord through it still? And, you know, I could easily just talk about foster care and, and the injustice there and how to advocate like as a Christian, but as a whole, it's really brought me and in, in with it being Martin Luther King Jr. Day appropriate to talk about how we say like, what is the role for kingdom people regarding injustice? So what is our responsibility? What does that look like? What's the call? Um, what's the biblical practical stance we take? I'm not, talking po- I'm not talking politics. I'm not talking race. I'm not talking religion. I'm not talking anything specifically. But in general, when there's darkness, in general, when there's sin, in general, when, you know, God being a God of justice, what does that look like for the kingdom? You know, does it, what, what is our responsibility? What is our spiritual role? How do we pray? How do we advocate? How do we speak? How do we love? How do we teach? How do we change? How do we operate as people who love God and who are for justice as we're called to be? It's quite the intro there to that. That's good. And there's a lot of ways. Oh, there you go. There's a lot of ways <laughs> that I feel like this, this could go. Yeah. I think for for me personally, when I was thinking about mm-hmm. just injustice in general, I think for me, it's easy to, if it doesn't directly affect me, it's easy to not, you know, just not think about it. 100%. Or, you know what I mean? Like if, if it's yeah, not something directly to me or it's just not something that would really affect me, I mean, I might know about it, might be aware of it, but I feel like probably to have the right attitude towards it or the the right response to it Mm -hmm. I need to recognize it better Mm -hmm. and as we were talking a little bit before and um and this will probably be a heavy scripture day I have a feeling it should be yeah Yeah. it's it's gonna be so we're just gonna start we're gonna start right out with that Mm -hmm. so in Genesis 29 so as we were first talking I thought about Jacob in Genesis 29 um and reading through Oh, let's see here. Um, oh, so talking about Jacob and, and Laban, we'll start in 25. So when morning came, there was Leah. So Jacob said to Laban, what is this you have done to me? I served you for Rachel, didn't I? Why have you deceived me? Laban replied, it is not our custom here to give the younger daughter in marriage before the older one. Finish this daughter's bridal week, then we will give you the younger one also in return for another seven years work so and Jacob did so he finished the week with Leah and then Laban gave him his daughter Rachel to be his wife and so obviously there's a lot of contact context to that but mm-hmm. in my my study bible um it it says so we know that Jacob you know he's he's working for Laban he's been told something Laban deceives him but we know that Jacob has deceived, has done the same thing just to his brother Esau, right? And so in my study Bible, it said Jacob was enraged when he learned that Laban had tricked him. The deceiver of Esau was now deceived himself. How natural it is for us to become upset at an injustice done to us while closing our eyes to the injustices we do to others. Sin has a way of coming back to haunt us. Mm. And I just thought, like, that's so true, is, boy, don't we have very clear eyes to see injustice done to us. But when Mm -hmm. we are the ones either participating in it or just the ones that it doesn't affect, you know, we we either don't see it, we don't care about it like we should. Um, And I just think that last word, you know, sin has a way of coming back to haunt us. But that was just my initial thought is, 
I think we have to see injustice. We have to mm-hmm. see it. We have to recognize it, even if it's not happening to us. Right. That's my initial thoughts. <laughs> no, that's really good. And that's so true. And um, it will be impossible for me to not reference foster care stuff like every mm-hmm. time we talk about this um, or whatever. But I mean, I really think um, the a perfect example of that that I have experienced personally is I the Lord has blessed me with with the eyes to see the need in the foster care world since I was very, very young. Um, my parents were foster parents um, growing up when they were still married, and um, I experienced several children coming in and, about, and out, in and out of our home, um, and that taught me, which can be a huge for parents who are debating on like saying yes to the call to foster care who have biological children. That's something that they always kind of like, it could be something that holds them back from the obedience there is what they think is protecting their children, their biological children. Um, but my parents were always so good because that would be, that's a lie from the enemy. You know, you're not wrong to think that, but it is a lie because if you're called, you are protected. And what God did for me um, he he taught me a level of compassion, and he gave me um, eyes to see something and see this level of injustice um, since I was truly, like, well, forever. I mean, like, I was born, and my oldest sister was currently, like, a foster child of my parents before they adopted her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I have my life from day one has been, my family has been, um, in the world of foster care. And so with that being said, like it has taught me so much and that I would never have had without it. And, um, my parents valued protecting me, but they also valued the call to protect children of the fatherless, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, and, um, so that is, that was just so cool to see God move in that. And, and so through summer missionary, um, work that I did when I was, you know, in adolescence and even through college and, um, my life was impacted by the foster care system, like then through children that we would lead and love and have, you know, at camp and all this stuff. And then it also, um, was impacted as a teacher, you know, and as a teacher I'm dealing with, I I mean, I, I had, what's so funny is all every year that I was a teacher, there was a student or multiple students who I had who were foster children. So it's like, even when I was teaching as a young adult, like my life was still touched and impacted by foster care system. And then when we got the call from the Lord to, um, step into it as a role of foster parents, it was different than it's ever been for sure. But like without the perspective of there really was a need of all those years that he had opened my eyes to it, my yes would have taken a lot longer and it may not have happened at all. Like, so, you know, with that being said, if you don't recognize that there is a need for something, it is hard to feel like worth like pouring out all that it will cost you to say yes. Um, and you know, like people who don't know anything about foster care, like it is easy to be like, that's just not for me, but like, I'm praying for you or if I can, you know, whatever. And it's like, that's totally fine too. Like everybody has a role because the kingdom has a role in injustice. And so even in foster care, like if you're not called to open your home, then great. But you are called to pray. You are called to financially support. You are called to encourage. You are called to, you know, be a babysitter. You are called to deliver meals. You are called to deliver clothes. You are called to volunteer at, you know, whatever. It's like, you are called no matter what because you're part of the kingdom and the kingdom like has a responsibility towards um towards fighting for justice in in just places so anyways i'm just preaching this whole time i need to calm down my no, hands are good. moving like crazy over here they and are. i'm bouncing in my seat it's okay <laughs> just keep that baby in but there. i know oh, a few more weeks but yeah. anyways so yeah no you're I, right with saying that i agree. yeah and I just, I think it's hard to, I think sometimes it can be hard because like, you know, staying with the foster care deal, like Mm -hmm. to fight, to fight that injustice probably means it's going to cost you something. Absolutely. And that makes it hard. You know what I mean? Because, and I think that's what makes it hard sometimes to want, like, 
sometimes I think we clearly see the injustice. Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like we know Mm -hmm. that it's there. Mm -hmm. Whether we want to admit it or not, we know it's there. Mm -hmm. We see it. Mm -hmm. But to do something about it is going to cost us something. For sure. And, you know, that's something that are like, are we, like you said, like it may not be opening your home, but it might be supporting the friend who has, or it might, you know what I mean? It might be, like you said, financially, but like, I think to like a lot of things, but to combat injustice, to see it and to push back on it, to fight it, Mm -hmm. it's, it means it's going to cost you something. Yeah. And that that's hard. Yeah. Well, and I think it's a perfect time to talk about how you fight against something, mm-hmm. how you fight against injustice. I mean, the Bible says, you know, that we are to seek justice. You know, we're to love mercy. We're to walk humbly with God. And it's like sometimes we think the, I don't know, like the fighting for, you know, against injustice is only ever ugly and only ever costly. It can be ugly and it can be costly, but like when you're a king, part of the kingdom and a part of the church, what how we go about fighting against injustice, it has to look different than how the world goes about it. It has to. I think it can be, and I, and I think because A, we have to be so careful to not look like the world when we're fighting against the world, to not, you know, show our flesh and, and, partner with the darkness, you know, like we have to let Holy Spirit lead us and guide us and it will look different. It has to look different because we have to be the light. We are the light. It's a call. Um, but it's like, if we're not careful of with how we do it and if we're not, if we're not partnering with the Holy Spirit and we're just leading by our flesh in our own way, what, because of making sense of how we combat with our flesh, you know, like it's not flesh against flesh, you know? Um, but like, if we're not careful with how we do that, um, it can, it, mm, then we lose out on, I think what's the most important part, um, or what can be a very important part, which is the like spiritual maturity that we are called to operate in. But also like, that is like just such pruning room for God to do a work in us, you know, and without, you know, the crushing and the pressing and the cost on the call in the wilderness and, you know, whatever, cause it's when you walk that it's, it is, it is combat. It is hard, but it's like, of course, the Lord being so good and so faithful would never waste a hard season, you know, and it just teaches us this dependence on him that we would have never had before. Um, that's just, I mean, that's the best thing. And, you know, when they say, consider it pure joy when you face trials, you know, of many kinds or whatever, and trial, tribulation, whatever, I, you know, can't say it verbatim, but like, consider it pure joy to face trials. Are you out of your mind? Like who does that? That's not against like, or that's everything against the way my flesh feels. But it's like when we're in trial and we're facing, you know, hard situations, um, like that is when we have to be in a place where we are completely dependent on the Lord. And when you are in a place where you know he then is your provider and you see him work as your protector and you know he's moving mountains before you and not only for you but for the well for our, our in our case for the children who mm-hmm. we're advocating for in our home it's like you just you there's joy there that you would never trade for anything and you would never understand until you start to consider what this trial can mean for you, like for joy and for, you know, the growth and the closeness and the maturity that comes spiritually and in your relationship with the Lord, with your faith and with your walk. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's careful. We have to be so cautious and so careful with with how we go about fighting with or fighting against injustice. Um, I mean, we don't want to waste. We don't want to waste it, you know? Yeah. yeah, and I think the word fight often means you know, like to kind of strike back, yeah. or, you know what I mean? To, mm-hmm. to do something. I think that's, that's also part of, you know, and I'll, I'll read Matthew here in a second, but you know, a lot of times fighting injustice, fighting back against it means actually just loving your brother or your sister, mm. you know, wow. and, like loving people, mm-hmm. like, like we're you know, like loving our neighbor mm-hmm. as we're commanded to do, even though, it's not happening to us. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't even understand it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't even necessarily think like, why is that a big deal? Yeah, it doesn't have to be a big deal to us for it to be a big deal. 
It yeah. doesn't have to be an injustice to us. To still be an injustice. To still be an injustice. Yeah. And, and so I think that sometimes like actually loving our neighbor, actually saying like, look, I don't totally understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't get maybe why they feel so like this. W- I don't see it as that, but but they do. Mm-hmm. And it matters to them. And it's a it's a big deal to them. And it's an injustice to them. And so I should at least love my neighbor enough to hear him out, to care about it, to, to seek it out. And, uh, you know, G- we, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he talks about really fighting injustice in a, in a completely different way. And, and that's um, Matthew five thirty eight. You have heard that it is said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. I mean, and we know later, and we'll read tripping, but like, I mean, God isn't saying just taking, like he cares about justice. He's not right. saying, but he's also saying, that you need to love the person that's doing the injustice and you need to love the p- people that are on the receiving end of that as well. Like, Which again looks see, different yeah. as the kingdom right. because how backwards does that sound and feel to our very nature, like yeah. our very the very nature of our flesh. Um, and again, it might wow. cost you something. Like it's, go- yeah. it's going to, to actually fight injustice, to yeah. actually love your neighbor is going to cost you something. Wow. Like Jesus is saying, like, even if you don't want to, even if you don't think you have to, mm-hmm. give it to them anyways. Yeah. Because I mean, they ooh. are hurt by it. And they, talk about laying yeah. down your pride. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. That's so good. Well, and it made me think too, a verse that came up um, earlier when I was just kind of thinking, reading, praying before we started, but like in Proverbs, um, the word defend when you read that, but it says, um, open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. So, I mean, there really is even like, in that sense, a call to defend those who really cannot defend themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, like who are not in a position whose voices can be heard, who are not in a position who, um, or with people that understand or, you know, whatever that situation is. I mean, we've all experienced in one level or, or another and with different velocities, you know, of that, but like the call of the responsibility that like, if someone who needs defended cannot defend themselves, the responsibility then falls on us to do that if we're in a place to do so and then to do so in a loving and godly way you know like we don't have to just sit around and watch you know all these things because and that and you know this poses another question i'm going to get off topic here for like a second with what i'm currently talking about but surely not surely we are not going to get off topic before we started i asked you i said do you think injustice is a sin you know and so Mm -hmm. it's like i mean to really like does the bible ever say like injustice is a sin. Does it say that? Does it not? But like, what can we conclude? And so it's like when we're in these conversations and we're called to defend, you know, like the Bible does say God is not, that he's a God of justice. He doesn't do injustice. So I'm thinking if our call as the church, as the kingdom is to be like God, then like in that, in that case, like we are called to be just people. Mm -hmm. You know, and, so, and we'll be held responsible for it. We will, and we'll be accountable to it, mm-hmm. especially as leaders. Yeah, you know, like as Ugh, as leaders. Yeah. I mean, because in um, you know there was a in Isaiah, you know, he was talking about like judgment on Jerusalem and Judah, and in um, oh, where is it? Where is it? Hold on, one second. Again, all oh, this is live TV, folks. Let me find it. It was. 14. So Isaiah 3, 14, the Lord enters into judgment against the elders and leaders of his people, referring to basically, you know, later on context, he's, they, Isaiah has basically listed all of these oppressive, wicked things that these elders and leaders have done. And then it says the Lord will enter in the justice against the elders of his people. 
And um, I mean, the elders and leaders were responsible. They were responsible to help people, but instead they stole from them, uh, from the poor. And because, and then and here it says, because they were unjust, Isaiah said the leaders would be the first to receive God's judgment. Man. Because they were unjust, they will be the first to receive judgment. And so leaders will be held accountable. And if you're in a position of leadership, then you must lead according to God's commands. Mm -hmm. Well, and even when it talks about spiritual gifts, it was like those who are, you know, essentially like gifted and called to teach, like teach. But like even then it talks about like the truly the extra layer of accountability than that we have. So it's like if you're in that leadership role in whatever capacity um, and you're being responsible to like pave the way and lead the role like or lead, lead the way for people in a godly way as, as, he's, um, has, as he would have it, it's like then yeah, like that responsibility like mm-hmm. just is heightened, which is a lot to carry. But <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like, well, and here it says too, like fulfill the purpose God intended, yeah. which that purpose is a just purpose. Yeah. It's not don't, feel, don't fulfill an unjust purpose. Mm-hmm purpose. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, the study Bible is on fire today, but then it says this. So it says why, and this kind of answers your question, I think a little bit. It says, why is justice so important in the Bible? Mm. It says one, justice is part of God's nature. Yeah, It is the way he runs the universe. Two, it's a natural desire in every person, even as sinners, we Mm. all want justice for ourselves. Well, okay. And then three, when government and church leaders are unjust, the poor and powerless suffer. Yeah. And I think that's like, you know, again, thinking of kids, Mm -hmm. if the church isn't the church, when it comes to foster care, adoption, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. if the church isn't the church, then who suffers? Mm -hmm. The poor and the powerless, oftentimes kids. Wow. Um, Thus, they are hindered from worshiping God. God holds the poor in high regard. They are the ones most likely to turn to him for help and comfort. Mm -hmm. Injustice then attacks God's children. When we do nothing to help the oppressed, we are, in fact, joining with the oppressor. Mm. Come on. I'm going to read that again. That was good. When we do nothing to help the oppressed, we are, in fact, joining with the oppressor. Yeah. Because we follow a just God, we must uphold justice. Wow. That's a word. Come on. That's so good. Oh, my gosh. Isn't it so cool that, like, two hours ago, we were like, what are we going to podcast about today? It was like, well, what's funny is I think the Lord said da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and here we are. He's preaching. Like, this is a word from Holy Spirit. Like, how cool is that? He's so faithful. Mm -hmm. He's so good. That's going to hit somebody. Um, That's a word for somebody listening. I just feel that in my spirit. That's Powerful. Well, and I mean, just sticking with yeah. like the responsibility a that we have, and then b that leaders have, mm-hmm. and then this was another one we talked about. So Deuteronomy, you know, they're they're told to Israelites are told to appoint um, judges. So in eight, verse eighteen, you know, it says, "Appoint judges and officials for each of your tribes in every town." the Lord your God is giving you, and they shall judge the people fairly. Do not pervert justice or show partiality. Do not accept a bribe, for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and twists Mm -hmm. the words of the innocent. Follow justice and justice alone, so that you may live and possess the land the Lord your God is giving you. So like, Mm -hmm. they didn't end up doing that, Mm -hmm. and then they had all kinds of issues, Mm -hmm. because they didn't, basically they, they didn't, value justice enough Mm -hmm. they didn't appoint the right leaders so i think it's a call to us too of like who are we putting in you know like we as leaders Mm -hmm. are we doing those things we better be Mm -hmm. if we're in charge of appointing people Mm -hmm. that needs to be like are we paying attention to who we're appointing to what we're what we're doing there because again as leaders we'll be held accountable again if you put the wrong people in the wrong spots Mm -hmm. then Wow. Well, I mean, even Psalm 106.3, it says, Blessed are they who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Because it's not always easy to operate in righteousness. (laughs) Like, so not a word that I would ever use to describe myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but like through the power of the Holy Spirit, whatever. But like, 
Um, also it's, it's so hard to operate in a way that wants to seek justice. I mean, because it does come at a cost. It comes with uncomfortable conversations. It comes with placing us outside of our comfort zone. It sometimes means we have to sacrifice in relationships. You know, I mean, it, when you seek justice, you're doing things God's way. You're walking in the light and that is that contradicts everything of the world. It contradicts um, everything in our flesh. It contradicts anything that makes sense or that's practical or that we're used to. Like seeking justice and walking humbly with God changes everything, you know. And we may not always think that, um, but when you are in a situation or a season in your life and you are seeking justice. Um, in a situation that has come up, that has come up, the work that is required is vast, mm-hmm. you know, and you can't do that kind of work and it not demand sacrifice, you know? And so it's like without then, and, and again, I'll just go back to if we're not careful with how we walk it as Christians, because the conversation is a, we're called to it. We are called to fight against injustice. And again, we have to be so careful with how we walk it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, and it's not necessarily our job to decide what is injustice or justice. Yeah, too. wow. Like, God's defined that for us. Yeah. Man, yeah. I mean, man, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and like things of this world and this culture are so backwards for, for you know, what the Bible says. I mean, I mean... I'm not going to go there, but like there are very loud (laughs) social norms right now that are not biblically correct. And it's like, listen, like you're getting mad at me because I, you know, like just, I'm like that, I I didn't make that up. You know, like Mm -hmm. if I pick a side or pick a stance on a matter, it's like, um, you know, like you're going to take bullets for that because it is against several social norms and the world. And yeah. so obviously, like um, if you are comfortable or if you're not taking bullets, then we might need to think about like what what's biblical and what's not. Because yeah. odds are in the time that we are in in our culture right now, like we're going to be in, a, in the hot seat and we're going to have nice things well, we're going to have not nice things said about us. We're going to be falsely accused. We're going to be experiencing, quote unquote, injustice ourselves. Mm-hmm. But again, like who's going before us and what's worth fighting for? What's the, you know, what stance? Like um, I didn't write the Bible and I didn't make the rules, but like I believe it to be true and like I'm faithful to it. And so it's like if it says this, then like I'm sorry that offends you or I'm sorry that you don't understand that or I'm sorry you disagree or that your perspective is different. But like, this is the truth, and this is what I'll stand on. Um, and and if we are people who say that with being the capital C church and the kingdom, with what we're teaching and holding, you know, the truth very tightly um, and standing on so firmly, then like we're going to take some bullets. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so then fighting the injustices will that again talking about the cost, talking about the sacrifice, like that can be expected for yeah. sure. Yeah, well, I think my through this conversation I am reminded and challenged to um, just my uh, understand my my role to play in mm. in you know in pushing pushing back or um, speaking up and um, standing up for those that need somebody to stand up for them and I mm. think it's easy it's easy for us to jump on the ones that everybody jumps on. You know, like that's, that's easy to to fight the, but it's, it's the, am I willing to get in the nitty gritty, the ones that, cause God cares about it all, but the ones that nobody really wants to see. Cause I think like oftentimes I will find myself being like, somebody else will take care of that. You know, like somebody else will, um, somebody else will fight that battle, Mm. you know? And if they do, I can support, but like, that's not, but no, that is my job you know, no matter what it costs, no matter it, it, God cares about justice and so should I. Yeah. And I don't, I shouldn't wait for, you know, somebody else to, to start, you know, like I think about like what, um, you know, Christine Kane's organization that fights against, you know, know, that fights against, you know what I mean? But like what, 
I mean, what if she had said some, that's like, Mm -hmm. I'll support somebody, but like, that's not really like, I don't have the time or that's Mm -hmm. not my, my job is not to fight that. Like Mm -hmm. I care about it and Mm -hmm. I, it's wrong Mm -hmm. and I hope somebody does something, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to be the one that, and you know, if she had never started that thing of the countless lives, that would be different today. Well, what's funny is when we were in California, she was doing this teaching and she, um, she was talking about like, I mean, this was a very intimate setting. Like there were under a hundred people in the room. Like, I mean, it was just, just so cool. Cause you really felt like anytime you hear her speak, like you're in an arena full of people or it's, you know, there's distance via podcast or distance via interview on YouTube or, you know, like, it's like, you just know Christine came because she's everywhere. Right. But when this room and it's so intimate and small and she just felt so human to me that like, when she was talking about like the work that the Lord was doing, like she was like, I, she was talking about how she's more fueled and ready for this back half of ministry of her life than ever before because of the work that she's seen God do in his faithfulness and in the call to keep going. But I, I say all that with you talking about A21, she was saying how, um, you know, we can see um, on the outside things on social media and interviews she does and, and times that she'll speak and preach and whatever, but she's like, what you don't see and don't know and the coolest parts of of the like, you know, A21 journey and, and different things that whatever, like you see the release of it, you see the announcements, you see testimony. She's like, but you don't see like the nitty gritty ways that God meets you in the trenches of ministry and goes before you on your behalf. And she's like, the miracles because of who God is has nothing to do with me, has nothing to do with my husband, and has nothing nothing to do with this, you know, like all these things. Mm. Um, but she was basically like the things that we don't see, the public don't see are the very things that keep her going. Yeah. She was like, because just seeing the, the end game of it or the victories, it like almost to say like that even wouldn't be enough to keep going because of how hard it is. Yeah. But she's like seeing God in the trenches and what you all don't see, um, you know, on social media or whatever, like that is the side of this ministry that spurs me forward and spurs me on and all these things. And I thought, but how cool is that? Because it's the humble part of the walk, mm-hmm. you know, the humility that comes with, she's not posting about all those, the trench work. She's not posting about the things that went unseen. She's not posting about, you know, those conversations and the meetings and the whatever, like that, like the, the humility that she's walking as a believer of the Lord is so powerful. Um, and I just think that's an example to us all for sure. Um, but anyways, I, I know we need to wrap up because hashtag time, but the funny and thing, Mexican food, Friday. Mexican food Friday. Um, but what I will end on like a lighter note, but uh, talking about real conversations that Eric and I have just randomly in our office or whatever. But like, um, I came to work the other day and I was like, Hey, I saw something on Instagram that we need to talk about. And he's like, what? And I was like, I think the problem is um, I think you've made me an eight now. And he's like, what? Because there's this whole debate with the Enneagram from like, I mean, honestly, we started this podcast talking about the Enneagram like we a lot. Did. Yeah. And we decided, and we knew that both of us were sevens. Um, and well, we knew that a long time ago, right. but we, that was what was really fun is we both, you know, quote unquote, identified as sevens mm-hmm. on the Enneagram, but both winged to an eight. And so we're like, how many people do we know that are like, you know, match that Enneagram, whatever. So how cool, how fun. Well, um, a while back, Eric brings up the fact that he thinks he's more of an eight than a seven. He's like, I think I'm definitely an eight wing seven than a seven wing eight, you know? And I'm like, oh yeah, whatever boss. And the more time that went on, I'm like, yeah, maybe that's true, you know? Well, then the other day I see something on Instagram and it's like an, it's an Enneagram account and it's like these fun summaries of each Enneagram type or whatever. And, um, one day the seven, like she posted something about the seven and, you know, was reading it. I'm like, oh yeah, like these aren't, these aren't wrong. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well then like the next day she posts something about the eight. Mm. And so I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm going to read it to you. It says, um, Enneagram eight for 2022. It says most likely to do what they say they're going to do. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Favorite activities. And this is what's funny. It says taking initiative, setting new goals and fighting injustices. And I was like, I just think I'm an eight. I think I'm an eight now too. (laughs) But it was also funny. It says top phrases. I'm just being honest and no. Yeah. And I was like, that just sealed the deal for me. Yep. I'm an eight now. (laughs) See, and that's where, that's where I get confused on that last one because mm-hmm. like the seven side of me, if you were like, let's go do this, I never say no. 
Right. But for if sure. it's but if it's like something um but then the eight side of me if it's like something else work related I don't like, like I have no problem being like, no, absolutely not. Right. I know. Isn't that crazy? So that's where I get that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but who am I? I yeah. need to know. Yeah. But I mean, come on, that's that's funny. Well hopefully we are people that fight injustice. I think we are. If not, we're getting better at it. Yeah. So I don't know. My prayer is that especially for, you know, this top of the year, new year. There have been a lot of things that um, I've read or seen that's really speaking life and into this birthing season of the church and this rising season of the Capital C Church, you know, and um, the Lord really like there being a lot of, you know, there are always hard things ahead, but it's like um, if we're obedient as the church um, during those hard things, what it births and what it can do because of the power of the Holy Spirit, it just makes it... it is heaven on earth. Like it is the glory of God we can experience here now. It's so real. And the more and more people that experience it, the more and more people that are bought in and the more and more it's like the team, like hashtag team light like grows. And then mm-hmm. we fight against the darkness and by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the will of God, like he wins always. I mean, that's how the story ends regardless, but it's like, we're not powerless. We have the authority to fight things that, you know, that play around in the dark and Mm -hmm. that are evil and that are sinful. And we have the power, the authority, the responsibility to come up against it and fight, um, fight for the light and fight for the kingdom and those who um, it is impacting in a negative way. So this year, um, through hardships that come or through hard seasons that come or, you know, as this, you know, again, the church experiences more and more um, growth in which then persecution will come um, as it just it just will but like may we be a people who have the boldness and the confidence and the God we serve and the God who's going before us to follow suit and to truly be people who can seek justice yeah that's a good way to put a bow on the end of episode one of season two so good it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good year a good season of Mm -hmm. praise podcast and i think today was a good way to kick it off and hopefully that's got your wheels churning as always we want you all to join in on the conversation this is um, a conversation brooke and i are having but we want you we want your input we want your thoughts so please 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 um, send us an email at eric eric at centralnow.com or Brooke, B-R-O-O-K-E, at centralnow.com. I may be on maternity leave, but I'm still going to check my email. I yeah, can't help she'll, it. <laughs> she'll be bored at some point. Yeah. She'll be missing us. But send us an email. Seriously, chime in. We want to hear your thoughts. Uh, do you agree? Do you disagree? What you know? Do you have questions? Do you have uh, other things you want to talk about? Like we, we want to hear from you. We want you to join in on this conversation because that's what it is. Just because yeah. we end this episode doesn't mean this conversation ends or that it should end, that it should hopefully spark new, or maybe it should spark a new conversation between you and whoever it is that you have conversations like this with. Um, Hopefully that this will be a good starting point that maybe uh, you can send somebody this podcast and say, hey, uh, listen to this, and then let's talk about, you know, like, I'd love to know what you think on this. Um, Or, you know, I'd love to hear your your thoughts, ideas. Um, Use this podcast as a conversation starter for with your friends, with your family um, as well. So, Join in, please. Again, send us an email, eric at centralnow.com mm-hmm. or brooke at centralnow.com. Again, you'll hear it all the time. Leave those ratings. Leave those reviews. Share this podcast because um, we would love uh, just for more people to, to hear these conversations, not for Brooke and I's sake because we really could care less if anybody is listening. Because like we've said many times, these are this is for us. This is just like therapy <laughs> yeah. sessions for us in a way, ways for us to have conversations. But uh, we do want them to be productive, and we do mm-hmm. want them to hopefully um, spread God's word to other people and lead them to an encounter to to His presence, yeah. uh, to a new relationship with Him. So, if you uh, one of the best ways to do that is to like, share, rate this this podcast, and more people will see it. So, it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good season. It's going to be a wild season, as Brooke welcomes new new life into the world but we're excited for that and mm-hmm. it's going to be fun praise god fun to to do that and it's going to be a year full of mexican food fridays still we just yep. we, we're going to have more company on those fridays <laughs> than than normal probably but that's okay um so he's no, been to everyone since then no, so <laughs> no, yeah, nolan is going to come out loving mexican oh, food. Awesome. it's going to be good so Appreciate you all listening. Appreciate uh, you guys joining us for the ride that will be 2023. Uh, we can't thank you, 
thank you enough for being a part of the Praise Podcast family. And you know how we always end, but it's always a great reminder. Let's be people that in every day, in every way, bring the praise. We'll see you next time.